Weekly Sauce, episode 65, I'm guessing. I think it's 65. 65, yeah. Let's count. It is, yeah? All over the place. We're talking about Habs. We're talking about the impact. Well, CF, Club de Football de Montréal, whatever it is. We're talking about the Alouettes. Season just kicked off, uh, starting off strong. Um, but before we get to our guest, very special guest, this episode is always, as always, is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, Alex, I know you're excited for this guest, so am I. Uh, how are you feeling already? I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, I wish we had him for episode 21, like, like his jersey number. Yeah. But, uh... Well, sixty-four will do it. Unfortunately, we're not in a in a in a position where we can pick and choose our guests based on their numbers. But it would be very <laughs> cool to do. As we say that, I'm introducing Justin Mapp, formerly of the Club de Foot de Montreal. How's it going, buddy? Uh, doing well, man. Thanks for having me. All is well here. It's our pleasure, man. So you said you're you're back in Mississippi. You're back in Brandon, Mississippi. Yeah, uh, Jackson, Brandon. Yeah, kind of same idea. Um, but yeah, back home where I grew up. Uh, moved back here uh, a few years ago after retiring. Um, so just back here running my own soccer academy. Um, and yeah, just enjoying post-retirement and uh, living life. So all is well, though. That's it. And what are you up to now? Like, what are you what are you doing post-retirement? What, like, do you have any programs in place? Are you just yeah, real estate? I, I, what is it? Yeah, I started my own academy. Um, and I work with kids from all the clubs uh, in my area, around Mississippi, some from different states. Uh, so a lot of small group training, stuff like that. Um, I got my B license 2019 um, through U.S. Soccer. Um, so just kind of transitioning to the coaching world. Um, and, yeah, trying to, <laughs> trying to figure it out uh, on the fly. But, uh, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, just coaching and, yeah, enjoying, uh, enjoying uh, retired life. So, so coaching is your next step. I think so. I think so. That's that's where we're gonna give a shot anyway. So we'll okay. see. So how did you start your uh, your soccer career? Because I know in Miss uh, Mississippi, like it doesn't really sound like people play soccer a lot over there. Mm-hmm. Um, was it hard to get through? Uh, you know the ranks, the, ranks uh, the academy, and all that. Well, and and even even USA soccer, like like, like back in those days, like. They, they had uh, Dempsey and all and all those players, the, the, the good American players, but it wasn't as big as now because now the U.S. soccer team is really good. And yeah, yeah, how was it? And how did you yeah. start your career? Um, yeah, obviously Mississippi, more so known for uh, American football, baseball. Um, I guess more traditional American sports. Um, so yeah, it was it was challenging. Uh, obviously, times have changed. Uh, academy system, everything going on. So um, you know, kind of being I guess the first one to make it professionally from Mississippi. Um, not a lot of teams, not a lot of educated I guess coaches and stuff around back in the '90s and early 2000s, kind of when I came up. Um, so it was a challenge. Uh, left to move to Florida with the under 17 U.S. Soccer residency program. So that obviously helped a lot. Um, playing with now what was considered the best players of my age uh, for a couple years. So if I would have stayed in Mississippi, I don't know what, if I would have made it or, or what. Um, just the level was pretty low. But um, but I made it, and, you know, there's a couple more Mississippians now playing in the league, uh, one in USL, one in a uh, place for Columbus. So um, hopefully that opened the doors for some of the younger players and you say, hey, a kid from Mississippi can make it, not, you know, a traditional soccer place. And uh, But like you said, now it's a, a game changer, all these academies, and you're seeing young American players and Canadian players 
being sold to Europe all the time. Um, and now I feel like it's only the, you know, the tip of the iceberg. So um, I think you're just going to see more and more, um, you know, more and more that make it. It's just, I think the floodgates will open. So. so you're the first pro soccer player coming out of Mississippi. You're also the first free agent signing in MLS history. Do you get a plaque or something for that? Like, what do you get? <laughs> Um, I got nothing for that. Just, uh, hey, you're the first free agent signing. So that's <laughs> just, uh, just a heads up. But no, not, they didn't, uh, they didn't they, give me anything for that. They didn't, so. give you like, they didn't give you like a gift card to like, you know, Evangelista Sports <laughs> or something. Uh, I wish that had been nice. No, just a heads up. Hey, by the way, you're the first, uh, first one. So, uh, good now, did you, did your uh, parents, did your parents play soccer? Because we spoke up, to, we spoke to Amar Sedich and, you know, he grew up in Kentucky. And his, okay. he said that his father played played soccer as well. So it's like that's what, how he got into it. But he was just random. Yeah, no, random. No, no background in the family at all. Uh, you know, just started playing recreationally, just as I guess most kids do, five, six, seven, whatever age it was, and you know, kind of blossomed from there. But they were they were learning on the fly, just like I was. So uh, obviously, they got into it as I progressed through the game, um, became big fans. But before that, they were pretty oblivious to it. So now you have your camp, you have your training program, you have all that stuff. I noticed you were part of the MLS Next Cup as well. Tell us about that, what that's all about. Yeah, so uh, I guess MLS Next and I guess just MLS in general um, is trying to put together a former kind of scouting network of ex-players uh, from around the country, um, even in Canada potentially, um, to kind of be uh, scouts at some of their MLS Next events and just kind of eyes around the country uh, for you know rural areas and things like that. Um, obviously to help us stay connected to MLS in the game, players who've, you know, been in the league for a while. And obviously just to give them eyes, you know, on a big landscape of country to, you know, if you see a player, hey, um, you know, let us know about him or whatnot. Because it is a lot of area to cover, a lot of kids, you know, that aren't seen, you know, from rural places like Mississippi. So um, I think it's a great idea. And that was kind of just the initial steps, um, obviously kind of a pilot program. Um, and, you know, they look to build on in the future. So uh, my first time scouting, but uh, an enjoyable process and, you know, something I'll probably take place in uh, again in the future. So Scouting, scouting is tough. I, I done, I've done it too, and it's, yeah. it's tough to, to – because you, you get a small sample size, especially when you're going to an event like that. You're getting a very small sample size of what the player can do, actually do, right? So I run a showcase for hockey here in Montreal, and, you know, I always mm-hmm. tell the scouts you need to know who these guys are way before you get here. You know, just know their names and look at their stats, just to have an idea. And sure. um, it's it's tough, yeah, it's tough to so. But there's always everybody's always if the best player is there, everybody's going after him. You always got to find that third, fourth, fifth tiered player from the crew. You know, you got to find him, sure. him or her. You're looking for the you know the diamonds in the rough or the ones that maybe physically aren't matured. So a lot of projecting and you know never a perfect process you know but that's kind of because obviously the best player is going to stand out if you put 10 people who know the game they're going to pick the same guy so it's um you know it, it is more detailed and in-depth and obviously you've you've done it so you understand uh, you know so it was kind of eye-opening just kind of what to look for other than hey that guy's the best player and well that anybody could pick that out yeah uh, you know, so can we project some guys that you know um can play but maybe you know what will they be in three four five years or whatever so yeah. you're right uh, what did you appreciate the most about your time in Montreal? Uh, a lot. You know, I didn't know much about it before I moved there. Um, but I, I absolutely love the city. And I always tell people it's kind of a hidden gem in North America. Um, <laughs> and I think someone put, you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds between, you know, North America and Europe. You kind of get a flavor of both. And, you know, I really 
appreciated obviously the French language. That was something new to me. Um, so it's kind of cool, almost like you're in Europe, but you know, still in North America. Um, Did you have to learn any, any French? Uh, we, I, I'm a tipu. Uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> handful of us took a year up with a tutor, um, a woman from Paris. Um, and yeah, it was just a vibrant city. I love the vibe. A lot going on, a lot of different cultures. Um, and, uh, you know, so I would just say the vibe was just, you know, it was just and, vibrant. And, and what do you miss the most about it, about the city? Uh, I just miss walking around. I love walking around downtown, going to the old port, you know, um, beautiful city in my opinion. A uh, little cold at times, but uh, during the summer, uh, you know, people people come out everywhere, come out of the woodwork. So um, just walking around, going to the cafe, getting a coffee. Um, food is obviously excellent. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing major, but, um, you know, just very enjoyable. So, I mean, I, I visited Chicago. I love Chicago. I also think that Montreal is the best city in North America. Close second, Chicago. Yeah. What, are, what are you saying? Let's look at let's rate it based on food, <laughs> walking, nightlife, just overall people. Let's rank these two cities, or at least give me like give me like an overall out of ten on both cities here. Both cities. Um... Now, we won't be offended. No, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, two of my favorite, and obviously of my career in both so um man that's tough uh since it's a montreal podcast i'm gonna go montreal <laughs> 10, obviously uh i'll give chicago a nine um you know but yeah one a one b yeah always two of my favorite places and obviously i was lucky enough to spend a good amount of time at both um just culture vibrant nightlife food whatever you want so Putin uh, or um, a Chicago style pizza? What are we talking? I might have to go pizza on that one, but uh, <laughs> I had a little bit of Putin as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Montreal is great for food. Chicago too, it's as well. But Chicago, the Chicago River. Just I did the tour. I never. Did I hate you? doing touristy stuff. I hate it. But yeah. I was like, let's do this. I did it, and it was fantastic, man. It was pretty, great. pretty cool. Yeah, I was there uh, recently, just a quick little trip, and did it again. I've done it several times, but it's. I mean. They give you a lot of good history. I mean, the architecture is pretty amazing. Um, so, pretty cool. It's honestly, Chicago is, it's, if you haven't visited, visit. we went to go see a Cubs game. Like, we did the whole experience, right? Like, Wrigleyville is beautiful, man. I would love to go there. Love to go back yeah. there for sure. I don't know about the White Sox Stadium. I, I, I have really no interest in going, but I, you know, I got to do it, you know, since I'm a baseball guy. I've declared yeah. myself a baseball guy this year, by the way, just letting you know. Baseball. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a baseball fan, but this year I'm a baseball guy. <laughs> All right, yeah. all right. Just let you know. So, you've played for the Montreal Impact, and it's now, and it's not Montreal Impact anymore. It's, it's Club de Foot. Um, yeah. Obviously, a lot of fans were, you know, very. Well, some fans didn't care about the name change. Others were really mad. Uh, like, like especially the ultras are very anti the new rebranding. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, what did you think of the rebranding? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, re I read a lot of responses from people being pissed off. People think it's great, um, kind of all over the place. I, I mean, I don't mind it. I understand they're trying to bring it into, you know, a new kind of era, you know, a little more professional. But I, I didn't see any – I enjoy – obviously, I was there when it was the impact. So, I don't – and it has a lot of history as the impact back into the, whatever, 80s, 90s. Um, so, it's been around forever. I, I didn't really see it, but I understand, I guess, maybe from a business perspective, what they're trying to do. Um, 
you know, a lot felt that's taken away from the history and, you know, kind of the, the new crests. I don't know. Um, didn't really uh, stick out to me. I think they could have done better with that. But I still refer to them as the impact. And I don't I think it would be pretty tough for me to change that just out of habit. Um, so maybe the fans are uh, getting used to it by now. But Not even. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think I've heard anybody say, hey, you're going to watch the Club de Foot game? Like, <laughs> Yeah. People ask me, hey, you watch the Impact game or whatever. I, I just, I don't even think of it as the other one. And like I said, it would probably be tough for me to even get that ingrained in my, my brain. Um, so it is what it is. I, I don't know uh, if fans are still mad, but I still consider them the Impact. So, what's, what's the game? What's the game when you think back at your time in Montreal? What's the one game that stands out where you're like, that was, like, that was a fun game? That was like a tight one. Uh, that's an easy one. Um, I think it was the second leg Canadian Championship. It was 2013 or 14. We had, uh, I believe, well, you won, lost. You guys won it both years, right? Yeah. I just can't remember. We lost in Toronto, um, I think, by a goal. Or maybe we tied. But we were, we were, uh, I think, backs against the wall going back to Montreal. And I think we beat them 6-0 at home. Yeah. Um, absolutely couldn't do anything wrong in that game. We, I mean, just hammered them. Obviously, that being rivals. So that one sticks out to me just because it was Toronto um, and Canadian Championship. So. So, I mean, the Leafs and the Habs, like, obviously, hockey is primo in Montreal, right? Um, yeah. And But the Leafs and the Habs have this, like, this rivalry. for, But it translated immediately to soccer. Like, without even without even a hesitation, as soon as Toronto FC and Montreal and Vancouver were in there, Vancouver was kind of like the team on the outside, and then Montreal right. and Toronto just automatically hated each other. So that one, yeah. I remember that one being like, like that's it kind of gave you goosebumps, like, when you, you bring it up, thinking about it, thinking about that moment when you guys just dominated them. Yeah, I don't know. For all out of all the games, I just remember the ones really against Toronto, whether it's you know in uh, in Toronto or in Montreal. So um, obviously, great rivalry. So, so you scored six goals with the Montreal Impact throughout your whole time with us, um, and and from what I remember, all those, I think all those goals were actually nice goals. Uh, which one is your favorite? Uh I think one against Toronto. I hate to bring up Toronto. <laughs> uh, obviously, didn't score too many, so you know I remember them. Uh, but yeah, one against Toronto. I think it was again in the the uh, one of the Canadian Championships. I think that tied up the game one one, so gave us a decent result going back to Montreal. Um, but yeah, in the second half, uh, so kind of an away goal, but um, left foot little curler back post. Um, obviously, um, decent amount of, of Montreal fans there as well. Up in the corner, so um, that one sticks so, out. Your left foot is still good. Yeah, I can't move quite as well, but left foot still. <laughs> you switch. You you always you always switch. You go left, right. What do you mean? Like you can shoot both rockets, both left, both legs. No, uh, I mean I can hit a ball with my right, but it's uh, left foot ten out of ten. Times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know how you know, golfers play right, like the, the opposite hand. It goes crazy to me because I played soccer growing up too, but try get me to kick a ball with my left foot. It's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. My right foot's confident. I can get by, you know, but uh, left foot, uh, yeah, not a question. You, you've you always reminded me a little bit of Aryan Robin. I, I'm sure you know who that is, right, in Europe? Yeah. You're, so, so, so you're basically the the unselfish version of Aryan Robin because you, you – why, 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 why are you throwing shade at Aryan Robin? <laughs> the guy's done literally nothing wrong. Because <laughs> he never passes the ball, but Matt does. That was good, man. That was good. <laughs> That's why. And um, yeah, I always thought you were um, a player that really resembled him, but more of a 
passer like you, you like you would drive the play to the box and 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 you would try to you know you you would always try to pick the pass first and uh and i feel like that's why you were really appreciated and how do you like 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 how would you describe your style of play yourself yeah i th- i mean uh obviously the left foot um obviously i've, I've kind of heard that comparison a uh, number of times but um yeah i don't know i've kind of i think i could have been a little more greedy throughout my career as far as uh finishing plays or being more of a goal threat obviously scored some here and there but obviously always kind of look for the assist um you know which sometimes under the radar or whatever but that was kind of my game and at the same time uh with Marco DeVaio up front, if you uh, didn't give him the ball sometimes, he might have a few choice words. So and he was pretty good in front of goal. So I said, Hey, uh, you know, you're the, you're the goal scorer. So I just tried to put him in decent positions. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's my game. Uh, get to the byline, unbalance him a little bit and try and find someone in the box. And, um, you know, had some, had some pretty good forwards there in my time. So, um, you know, made it easier. So, so going up Mississippi, did you watch like EPL? Did you watch La Liga? Like, what was your team? Yeah, uh, grew up watching EPL. Didn't really have a team, but I remember watching games early, um, just like they come on now. Um, you know, Chelsea, Tottenham. I'm a Chelsea fan now. Uh, obviously, little time with with Drogba, um, Christian Pulisic being an American, and um, you know, so kind of a couple little ties there. Uh, so that's my team now. But yeah, grew up watching it. Uh, wouldn't say I was diehard. You know, this is Mississippi in the '90s, so or you know, so <laughs> uh, you know. But I, I've always enjoyed the game. Um, watch a lot of games now, MLS, EPL, just whatever's on. Really, just a junkie. So you a football uh, yeah. fan or are you a baseball fan? Was it? Uh, yeah, I watch a little bit of everything. Um, more so baseball when the playoffs roll around, a little more intense. But just like I said, just went to Chicago, went to a Cubs game. Uh, used to go to a lot of Cubs games back in the day when I was in Chicago. Uh, American football fan. I watch. I watch NFL, college, so just sports in general. So. Yeah. Well, Mississippi, I man, you guys college football, man. Yeah, it's, I'm surrounded by it. All my friends, family. So it's. Uh, I grew up with it as well. So I, I, I like it all. Are you like MSU, so, Ole Miss? Like, are you you guys playing uh, in the middle of the street? Most, like this? State, my family's Southern Miss, so it's kind of a little lesser known school down south, kind of the little brother. Um, but have some decent football history as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are New Orleans. I'm a Saints fan, a lot of New Orleans Saints fans in Mississippi, about two hours from New Orleans. So, um, but yeah, it's a big, big time. Country. So, so, you mentioned a name there, DJ Drukba. W- when he came to the dressing room, he must have had a big presence there, right? So, how- so, 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 what kind of presence do you have in a dressing room, inside and outside, on the field too? Sure. Obviously, uh, I mean, we all knew of Drogba. Uh, we're all professional players, so we knew the legend that he was. His career he's had up until when he joined us. So, obviously, excited to have him. Uh, you never know with big players like that when they come, what sort of attitude, how they're going to treat. You know, I've been with some teams and players. You know, come with a big reputation and kind of standoffish or dicks. But I mean, he was great. To be fair, Devayo and all the big names, they were all super great guys, seemed committed. Uh, Drogba, just like anybody, would talk to you in the locker room, and he doesn't know you from anybody else, you know, who is this guy. Um, so just a just a humble guy, especially for all that he's done and accomplished. Um, he would take us out to dinner, you know, buy the whole meal, sit down. He would tell us Chelsea stories about 
Champions Leagues and, you know, we're, we're all in all like, you know, talking about, you know, Champions League days, just a great guy, uh, go out with him some. Um, and then obviously on the field, just I think his first game, he scored a perfect hat trick, left, right foot header against Chicago. And oh yeah, they're thinking this guy's however old. And I mean, just absolutely dominating their center backs like they're little kids. Uh, <laughs> and I can only imagine this guy in his prime when he can move 100 percent and, you know, you know, back in his prime must have been absolute handful, which is obviously why he had a, such a great career. Um, listen, we'll leave you with this. I have a question for you. So you've had a lot of success in your career. Okay. I have another one after. All right, okay, on. you go, Alex. I want to close off with this. This is going to be good for us. <laughs> yeah. So, so we uh, we talked about uh, about about restaurants a bit earlier. What what's your favorite Montreal restaurant? Uh, I got a couple two. I'll give you one that was kind of. Uh, under the well, I'm sure y'all know Ice House. I don't know. Oh, it's over Ice, Ice, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. little taco place, kind of hole in the wall, but uh, that was always one of my go tos. And then when I was in the old port, went to uh, Garde Manger. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's good too. The lobster, I had some lobster good food, machine. and then it turned into a little uh, after party thing there. So um, I would say those two just that I remember off the top of my head. Yeah, those are good spots. Yeah. Um, so like I said, you had a lot of success in your career, okay? But you got to rank these three successes. I picked, I picked your three top, like the ones that I think are the most important ones, right? So you have, right. you have the gold cup that you won. You have the Walter Gross Memorial Trophy. You won that twice. And then you have the Walter Disney Pro Classic. So you got to rank all three of these. <laughs> Especially, like, I, I mean, I think I know Walter Disney's going to be number one. But it's just like, whatever, just like act like it's not going to be. Yeah, um... Obviously, we'll we'll say well, the Disney ones first. That's probably a given. Um, so two and three, uh, I'd have to go the uh, Canadian Championship because it did it twice. Um, obviously, you saw what that meant to Montreal fans, um, beating Toronto, uh, one in Vancouver. Um, Gold Cup was was great. Didn't play a lot in that. I was pretty young. I only got a couple games, so uh, I was part of the team. But I would say. Playing a bigger part in the Canadian Championships, I would rank that that a little bit ahead. Well, it's great, man. Honestly, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're both big fans, uh, Montreal fans. We appreciate it for sure. Love you here over here. I don't think you can hear anybody say anything bad about Justin Map having played for the Montreal Impact. Um, we appreciate you coming on, man. Honestly, it was fantastic. Uh, where can people reach you, and uh, what do you have going on now? Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, if you want to give a follow, um, Instagram J Map. Uh, pretty simple. Twitter, jmap21. Um, uh, would love a follow. And uh, otherwise, hopefully I'll get back to Montreal if uh, get everything situated with COVID and uh, get back up there and catch a game and uh, and get back to Stad Saputo. So hopefully, appreciate you having Hopefully there's a baseball game. By then I'll have season tickets. Let me know. I'll, okay. I'll you are you are, are a baseball guy now. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah official. Official I'm a baseball guy. <laughs> Uh, as usual, thank you, Justin Matt, for coming on, buddy. It was awesome. As usual, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. I'm Terry Tam. That was Alex the Intern. That was Justin Mapp, formerly of, Montreal, of the Montreal Impact. We appreciate you coming on, buddy. Peace.